Financial support for this podcast comes from Bo's Restaurant, located at 2304 Thomas Drive in beautiful Panama City Beach, Florida. Bo's is open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and offers some of the best food in the Florida Panhandle. For takeout orders and more information, give them a call at 850-775-1828. Also, from our friends at KL Skaggs Heating and Air, LLC, the next time you are in need of an HVAC repair, please consider giving them your business. Christian owned and operated an above and beyond service any time of the day. Call them anytime at 850-238-5414. There are many sports podcasts out there, but only this one is right on. Welcome, everybody, to the Right On Sports Podcast. I am Kyle Wright, here with Marcus Weisner. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Nick Gurley. How's it going tonight? Uh, fantastic, guys. It's glad to have you here, as always. Uh, we have a drama-filled show for you guys today, so a little bit different than what we're used to doing. A uh, lot, uh, lot of debate in what we got going on today, so we're very excited for this episode. But before we get there, of course, the intro, the new intro, is being worked on, probably as we speak. But uh, Nick, tell them a little bit about Bose, uh, since we don't have it updated yet. Yeah, hopefully that'll happen soon, Kyle. And uh, we will get ourselves... <laughs> We will get our stuff together here on the Ride On Sports Podcast. But in the meantime, Bo's Restaurant is now open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So get over there and get you some food. I think tomorrow's rib day, which are amazing and would make a great lunch. I guess technically that's today since they're listening to it. That's my bad. Oh, no, you're good. good. (laughs) No, it it, it always uh, takes a little bit of getting used to, like, recording like for a different day right but all right so yeah make sure you guys get over there to bows and marcus how can everybody find us on social media social media is always our three platforms facebook uh search for right on sports and uh sport is it around sports podcast is that what it is uh, now yeah on facebook yeah yeah and then uh twitter and instagram is right on sports there you go go follow us and uh, make sure whatever your platform you're listening on, make sure you subscribe to us. Um, if you're listening on Apple podcast, I ask that you leave us a review uh, that helps us out a lot and it'll help us get to the top of the uh, recommendations one of these days. And uh, like we had the t-shirts made the jerseys, which by the way, Nick, I still need to get your Jersey to you. Yeah. I but, was going to uh, stop by your house today, but uh, like I said, I worked a little later today, so I'll, I'll swing by there soon. <laughs> yeah, we get, we'll make it happen. We we got a we got plenty of time. But uh, like we had the shirts made, we are now um, about to get some cups made, some tumblers. Uh, they're going to be laser imprinted, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, they'll be red with our logo and silver, pretty much. It'll it'll be really cool. So um, if you guys are interested in buying one of those, just get up with me, Nick, or Marcus. Uh, they'll be twenty five dollars, and of course, you'll have, if you live out of town, you'll have to pay for the shipping as well because we are not made of money. All right, so let's get into today's topics. Uh, wow, what a week! Uh, what a week in baseball. Um, definitely, definitely a drama-filled week and some stuff that we're very, uh, we're definitely all passionate about. So the first thing that happened this week, the uh, MLBPA shot down uh, two ideas that 
I know that I was okay with. Like, I really wanted these two things to happen. And I think you two guys are both split on each idea. So let's start with the first one. Um, they definitely they voted down the universal DH. So we're going back to traditional baseball where only the American League will have the designated hitter this year. Marcus, how do you feel about this? I think it's ridiculous. Um, I, I'm sure you could tell even with the uh, – I didn't the, see that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous, man. Uh, the DH, obviously, let's face it, pitchers are – they get paid to pitch. Nobody cares if they're hitting in the National League and they have a .096 batting average for the season. You know what I mean? I, I, if a pitcher hits a home run, he's on Sports Center top ten for two weeks. Yeah, I, I mean honestly, like it, some of these guys used to be home run sluggers in high school, so they don't get paid to do that anymore. It's like who cares? But a DHN, it, it was fun. I think it it benefited the sport. Uh, it it did, and then the expanded playoffs. I mean, why not? Honestly, why not? It. it it allowed more. T- I say more teams to have the opportunity uh, at the end. You know, the best team ahead of me here. You're jumping ahead of me. You're jumping ahead of me. Am I? I, wanna, I just want to punch you right in the nose. Oh well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I was trying to split them up. But go ahead, go ahead. Hit on the. Hit oh on the, uh, yeah, I mean, I figure we're gonna. Too. I figure we're gonna go like the you know both categories at one time thing. But I mean, no, you're good. Ha- go ahead. I think expanding the playoffs is a is a phenomenal thing. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Um, you shouldn't limit just four teams or six teams. If you, if a sport fills eight teams are in and it, it allows a competitive nature, because you know obviously in playoff format, any team has it's it's zero zero at that point. It's all whoever is the hottest team. Uh, I mean, the Rays were the number one seed in the American League, and they were the underdogs in every se- single series because they had to play the top tier talent. The American League is still wins the World Series, so I think it's I, I think it's definitely needed. Um, but yeah, it's the, the the Hall of Fame thing. It's just it's a joke. It also as well. We'll get there. We, we'll get Jeez. there. That's a, yeah, that's a, that one we're definitely saving for a minute. Yeah, there's no structure here on Ride On. Yeah, yeah, no, just... no, we don't do structure here. Uh, Nick, uh, Universal DH expanded playoff, both gone. How do you feel? Oh, uh, the expanded playoffs. I really don't care. I mean, we're. I've had, you know, in football, I love to see it, but in baseball, I mean, I, that one doesn't really bother me as much, maybe because I'm a Atlanta Braves fan and not like a Reds fan that was going to have yeah. to have that to get in. Yeah, they yeah, needed yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they Reds Reds fans are probably even more salty about this than, you know, Braves and Rays fans. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was like oh, we yeah, needed that. that to get in and we were the hottest team in baseball going in and then we didn't score a single run in 22 innings. And, you know, just natural stuff, just regular Reds baseball. Yeah, you know, I think when October rolls around, I mean, the Reds should just get used to sitting at home. I mean, that I, I just that's how I feel. That's no, fair. Uh, <laughs> but so the extended playoff really did bother me at all. Um, but the Universal DH does. I, I think that it's idiotic. I I, just, I don't understand as to like just to piggy up back off uh, Marcus. I don't really understand as to why we're watching these guys swing a bat anymore. I mean, most of them just look weird up there anyway. I mean, right. they, they, I don't, and plus to me, I think that it brings all of the, you know, aging guys that can still hit home runs that can maybe protect a Freddie Freeman or a Joey Votto or somewhere, someone like that in the NL. We're not going to get those guys. They're, they're all going to go to the AL because they're, you know, first things first, your defense fades way before you're hitting. 
I mean, you could kind of change a little bit in uh, in your hitting, but to to stay relevant. But in defense, it it one of it's the first things to fade. So, uh, I mean, Big Poppy, we never would have seen him in the NL because of the the DH. Um, we'll never get to see somebody like a Chris Davis who hits forty home runs a year, but half of that time he sits on, on the DH spot, right? Because his de- his defense isn't isn't anything. So, um, you know, I, I think it's bad for the sport, honestly, and I think it's just another way. I, I hate to say it because I'm a huge baseball fan, but to kind of go off what Kyle always says is that the sport is dying, and it's because of these stupid uh, old rules that they continue to, to, to try to save as if yep. baseball's history is that important. Let's just move on. And the kids are different. The, the players are different. Let's just do something different here. Before we get into your thing, Kyle, um, did they ever change the rule? I don't, I'm, I'm sure you probably saw looked into it. Did they ever change the rule on um, a pitcher having to see so many batters before they changed the relievers? You know how this year they did that? Did they change that? Or do we still have to see this again? Because I didn't see anything about it. I think yeah. it's normal baseball. Yeah, they did change it. Where everything's everything's going back to like 2019 style. Like everything mm-hmm. is back to traditional double switches, all all kinds of shit, all, oh. all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm yeah. glad because that was a that was a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Obviously, the extended playoff. Uh, like I make jokes and everything, but I did think it was good. I thought it um, it, it came uh, it gave us more baseball at the end, and it was all pretty quality baseball. Um, you know, obvi- the the Reds and Braves series, while the Braves did sweep and the Reds didn't score a run, it was <laughs> honestly it was it was the best pitching matchup that I've ever seen in baseball, and especially that first game where nobody scored a single run until like the 13th inning or the, I think it, I don't know. I actually think it went to like 15 innings or something like that. Um, just crazy, crazy, crazy. So it gave us more baseball and it gave us good baseball. Um, I get the downside of the expanded playoff. Nobody made it under 500, by the way, everybody that made the playoffs was uh 500 or better. Just a little interesting tidbit there. What but uh, Marlins, Marlins. <laughs> yeah. After 162 <laughs> games, do you really need that much more baseball? I mean, I mean, not. I don't know. I guess not with 162. But I mean, as you said, we're we're beginning to modernize. Let's cut that season down a little bit as well. Yes. I, I'm I'd be okay with cutting down to like a 120 game season. I know that the traditionalists hate that, but 162 games is it's it's stupid. It's ridiculous. I mean, I can tell you this: that in my household, we don't miss a single Braves game. For a solid thirty games, <laughs> and then there's a time yeah. where we fall off for a little while, and we'll then see it's for, back on the TV. For me, it's the same way, except it's probably for different reasons. Because with the Reds, I only have to watch thirty games to know that we're not going to do anything. <laughs> so, um, no, but uh, so the expanded playoff. Obviously, the uh, we make the joke, but as a Reds fan, I really wanted to see that come back because I, I just don't know how. Um, I think we'll be one of those teams just like last year that can kind of sneak into that kind of thing, except this time we could make some noise. Uh, but the universal DH is absolutely ridiculous to get rid of. Uh, that was one good thing about baseball last year. As Marcus mentioned, you're not going to have that automatic out coming up at the bottom of the lineup. Like everybody's going to be able to hit. Now you're going to go back to eight and nine being more than likely catcher pitcher. And I mean, in a lot of cases in the league, those are that's two outs 
I, I mean, you, you could go uh, probably 28 out of 30 teams. That That's two outs. And it, it's just, I don't know. It's rough, man. It's rough. Uh, I wish they would keep it. I wish that it was, uh, I wish that the game would grow. Like every other sport, like college football is changing every now and again. Like they do different stuff. We get like interesting matchups or interesting scenarios. The NFL changes every year. Uh, baseball it, just isn't doing that. If the pitcher's got to hit or at least get on base, they should have like they should be able to swap the pitcher with like a pinch runner, and they don't have to sub them. Like a courtesy runner. Like a courtesy runner, you know, like yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you see, like the pitcher will run, and they'll put the stupid jacket on him for him to run sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's ridiculous. The, the pitcher gotta keep his have... arm warm. Gotta keep his Let, arm listen, warm. <laughs> the pitcher shouldn't have to hit. I remember last year, Sonny Gray. Uh, Sonny Gray had probably uh, one of the best outings of his career. Uh, this was in 2019, so this is when life was normal and baseball was normal. Uh, Sonny Gray hits a rope to right field, down the right field line. Now, granted, he's a right-handed batter, right-handed pitcher. Sonny Gray hit a triple. So that's a pitcher hitting a triple. And he was five innings in, and he had like two hits, eight strikeouts, and then he gets a triple. And then he comes out after the sixth inning. And I, I wonder how much of that attributed to having to run the bases and touching all four bases by the end of it because that's just not something that pitchers are that's not something that they work on that slide and he slid in the third base by the way so it's not something that pitchers uh pitchers work on or anything like that what you got nick you know it's crazy uh i was at just looking up something and uh you know they changed the, some of those rules bringing in the dh to to cut out the double switches and all that good stuff but you know that in 2020, the games were longer on average, even with everything that they had changed to make the game time shorter. And the average game time was still two minutes longer than every other year. That's weird. Yeah, it was three hours and seven minutes compared to three hours and five minutes in 2019. And that's with audience and everything else. Damn. I mean, there's a lot of things that they could do to make baseball quicker. Like it, you got to install a pitch count. I think that that, that would be good. Like a, uh, you got, you got 15 seconds, bro. I'll sit there. I mean, you, you can throw in a limited amount of pickoff attempts. I, nobody wants to watch 25 pickoff attempts in a row. Like that <laughs> takes so long. I don't know, especially on somebody not going to run. Yeah. Why are you trying to pick off Nick Castellanos? <laughs> yeah. He, you he know runs what? Like Just for. <laughs> he runs like a four three twenty. Just uh just just you know from now on we'll just uh have like a softball. The count will just be one on one from now on. Just do that. Yeah. Just one on one from now on, okay? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Let's have I you know let's what? have let's have IEs at baseball. <laughs> I like what, what they what they should do is that every baseball game should be a one pitch. Oh, Ooh. But it's got to oh. be a fastball. Oh, dude, could you imagine? It doesn't imagine? have to be a fastball. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's just a one I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. I'd yeah. love to see the pitcher just throw his, like, the, oh, man. Like a Clayton Kershaw 76-mile-an-hour just straight-up curveball, 12-6 curveball. I mean, like, watch somebody it, whiff on it or you don't know. That'd be, <laughs> I, that'd be fun to watch. They should do the All-Star game like that. That'd so, be crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're listening and you don't know what that what the hell we're talking about, because uh, I forget that not everybody plays softball. Um, 
there are certain tournaments called one pitch tournaments, and it is exactly that. Like you get one pitch. If it's a, if you don't swing, and it's a ball, you walk. If you don't swing and it's a strike, you are out. Like if you, you, if you swing, it's a foul ball. You're out. <laughs> yeah, in mo- in most cases, some cases you get a courtesy foul, but in most <laughs> cases, you uh, if it's a foul ball, like Marcus said, you're out. Like so, basically, swing the damn bat. Yeah, I think that'd be great to watch. I should do the All Star game like that. I'd be like, okay, let's see what pitchers really have. Let's see what happens here. I was just about to tell Nick he was frozen again. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he I, will get, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I'm starting <laughs> to think this is Uber conference, but Marcus never does it. Yeah, so, Mark. Well, it's because Marcus is uh, he lives in Tampa, like big city market, and he's got like the best internet that money can buy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, happens. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's move on to the next baseball topic here. This is definitely something that I'm pretty passionate about. Nobody was voted into the 2021 Hall of Fame. Uh, guys like Barry Bonds, uh, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling were all on the ballot. Many more names too, huh? Uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Was Sammy Sosa on the ballot? I think he. I don't think he's. I don't think so. I think he's I think he's not eligible anymore. Yeah, I think he's done. So he fell off. So but anyway, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire, um, and Kurt Schilling all on the on the Hall of Fame ballot this year and did not get in. Um I'll start on this one if you guys don't mind. Go ahead, man. Um, first of all, first of all, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh I mean, I get Mark McGuire. His his story's a little bit different because he was kind of one dimensional. Um in many, many ways. And I hope that nobody takes that as disrespect, but in my opinion, Mark McGuire was kind of like the beginning of home runner bust, but Barry Bonds, Marcus, we were talking before we came on the air here. Barry Bonds was a hall of famer before he took steroids. Barry Bonds had hall of fame numbers in Pittsburgh before he even went to San Francisco. Uh, The home run King, obviously steroids probably helped him hit it a little bit further, but he still had hand hand eye coordination to hit over seven hundred eighty home runs before he or seven seventy I think what was 762. it seven seventy two yeah seven sixty two was the record but what did he leave with I I don't remember what his final number was I believe he but, left with seven hundred sixty two okay that's probably so the record yeah was you what, said seven, <laughs> yeah he my bad my bad <laughs> yeah he but, owns uh, the record. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, no, I'm saying I thought the 762 was the record. He broke it and then extended it a little bit. But um, his batting average when he retired was a was a 298 as well. Yeah, see, that's that's ridiculously good. <laughs> it's with as many walks as he's had too. That's crazy. what was his what was his on base percentage? 444. Um, I mean, that's a pretty damn good on base percentage. He's also got 514 stolen bases. Yeah, see that. So so there you go. Right off the top, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. And this is all my opinion. Um, like I said, Mark McGuire, I get. Kurt Schilling. I mean, we. I, I don't really want to jump down that rabbit hole. But I'll tell you that he absolutely should have been in. And you know why the hell the, he didn't get put in. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I won't go there because I want to keep everything politics and sports separated especially on my show but you know why the hell he's not in and it's stupid so nick i'll send it to you next 
Yeah, you know, I, I think that it's okay for people to not get voted in. Like, you know, they made a big deal about this year they didn't have somebody voted in, so it was, you know, a big deal, which I think it's fine because I, I do feel like right now the Hall of Fame is getting a little bit watered down. They always felt like somebody, oh, this is their last year, and then somehow they get – you missed out on the last 10 years, and now all of a sudden you get in, you right. know? So, uh, obviously, you know, taking Kurt Schilling out of it, you know, uh, but Barry Bonds, I mean, yeah, he had, you know, steroids, but like you said, he allegedly, um, but his steroid is, <laughs> I don't his, think uh, it's allegedly his head. No, no, like he the of Kia Optima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that, um, I mean, if you put him in, you're going to have to put an asterisk next to him. I mean, but that's just like, you know, all of the, cause they do that in every, in every sport. I mean, I mean, you put man, somebody. Look, the, then throw the damn asterisk on it. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you out, but throw the, then throw no, the damn yeah. asterisk on it. I mean, we're letting the we're letting the Astros keep their World Series title. I mean, what? A, yeah, that's keep a going. that's a whole different one for a whole uh, other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> asterisks. Yeah, the, the Houston mean, asterisks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, uh, on here, I mean. Outside of the the first couple, and the the rest of them are just. I feel like the Hall of Fame, like I said, it's just getting a little watered down. I mean, it's turning into more of a Hall of Good or even a Hall of Great, and it's just not the best of the best. Especially when you don't put in people like Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. I mean, I know they have asterisks next to them, but oh yeah, I, meant, I forgot to mention Roger Clemens. He should be in too. But keep going. But you know, I, I think that that's. They're just gonna have to look past that. That was just the era back then. I mean, they—you can't tell me that you couldn't notice Barry Bonds going from what was he like two hundred pounds, and then he—he he went from point. Marcus to Kyle real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, what like, grew eight inches? He grew eight inches in like one hundred eighty pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I do believe that it is okay to not have somebody in de- inducted. But the names at the top of this list are insane. Yeah. I mean, some of the best mm-hmm. players that, that me as a kid ever got to watch play and probably ever will get to watch play. And they did not get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah. Marcus? So I'll, I'll start with the fact that this, is, this was also Sammy Sosa's ninth year of eligibility, but he got, six, he got 68 total votes. So... uh yeah, um, so look at some of the people in this list. It was uh, uh, other ballot, other names on the ballot were uh, Manny Ramirez, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Todd Helton, Omar Vizquel, Scott really? Rowland. Andrew Andrew Jones was on the ballot, and then... uh, for it was his fourth year eligibility. He got one hundred and sixty or one hundred and thirty six votes. It's thirty four percent. Ah, so uh. Yeah, just some of the names that are on there. Um, I mean, you're telling me that not one of these guys, they couldn't have said not one of these guys could have made it. I mean, I think just for the, the pure raw ability of Gary Sheffield's swing should put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, I just mean, his batting stance. Yeah, like his batting <laughs> stance to be able to do what he did. I just, I mean, hey, good for you, man, because that He's, stance, I mean, that was a stance where we were as kids. We loved imitating that Sheffield <laughs> yeah. swing. We I, loved um, it. 
I, I don't know how he did it in baseball, man. Because I, I try to do it in slow pitch softball sometimes, just during batting practice, and I can't hit the ball. He does it in slow pitch too. <laughs> he, he does, does the he, same. He does the same swing. Go look up some videos of him. He does the yeah, same he, thing. He's hitting I mean, like no, five hundred and fifty yard bombs in slow hey, pitch good, softball. Good for him, man. Good for him. But no, but this is a joke. It really is. I mean, every year you can. You're telling me that you can't put one person in. I mean, if if that's the case, if 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 the baseball writers can't figure it out, then let the fans vote for it, because you know the fans are going to be petty and say Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, uh, and then Sammy Sosa and Pete Rose. We're going to yeah, say all the, the huge write-in campaign for Pete Rose. This that will be if they if, if baseball's like we can't decide, we're going to let the fans vote. The fans are going to pick everybody that the baseball writers don't want just to simply piss them off. And I hope that happens because Pete Rose deserves it 150%. Why are put, baseball writers voting on this shit, by the way? Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Put him in. This like, is why ridiculous. Does, like, why does Buster Olney get to dictate who gets in the Hall of Fame? I mean, but I mean, they literally, they they basically like ruined the person's career that the one person that was like, uh, I didn't pick Derek Jeter for the Hall of Fame. They single-handedly found who that was and like ruined their career. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think it's a joke. Somebody's got to go in. At least, I mean, I know that Nick says that, you know, it's not, it's like the Hall of, like Hall of Good or the Hall of Great, but I mean, Roger Clements is, is one of the best pitchers of all time. He really? is. He's phenomenal. He pitched 20 strike. I mean, he's done multiple 20K games. And on the fact of the matter, he dominated against the steroid era batters. Yeah, like, no, I do agree. It, that That's why I said with like the top of the line, the top of the list that, I mean, outside of them, I mean, because obviously all three of them deserve to be in. I mean, there's regardless. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I mean, the guy won three. should have been voted in a long time ago. Sorry. The guy won 354 yeah. games. He pitched 4,916 innings, and he struck out 4,672 people. Hmm. Like, that's outrageous. It's, it's crazy. And then... And you, you, know what's also, you know what's also crazy? Is you know how right now they're big stats, uh, people that are writing for MLB, yeah. and they all go by war and, you know, all those advanced metrics and stuff like that? Yeah. Barry Bonds has a hundred and sixty-two point eight WAR. Mm. I mean, That's... even just to compare him to the likes of Sammy Sosa, he has fifty-eight point six. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Roger Clemens has one hundred thirty-nine point two. There's literally yeah. it's those on the bout of the those are the only two above like ninety. Yeah, it just it just yeah they they need to be in there. Those two. I hope they get in next year. It'd be wonderful to see that. Uh, you know what? Last throw, so, throw Sosa in there, too. You know, last year of eligibility for Bonds next year. Bonds, Schilling. Oh, well, Schilling says he doesn't want to be there no more. He says, just take my name off the bell. I don't care anymore. I mean, Clemens last year as well. Yeah. Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa. It's, it's their last year uh, in 2022. So I hope they I get am, in. Just, just stop little, being. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to. Go ahead. I just say just stop just stop being I don't know typical baseball writers and just let them in. I mean, they were great at the t- at the time that they played and dominated, they were phenomenal. I mean, we, we've seen Wars players be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Just yeah. put them in already. I am glad to see that like somebody like Nick Swisher didn't even get a vote. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's nice to know that they're not giving away votes that just don't deserve it whatsoever. Yeah, but... everybody's eligible. They're like, okay, well, we're going to go down the list. Okay, nope. All right, have a good day. Except for whoever gave one vote to Barry Zito. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> Barry Zito was a good pitcher, but, I mean, definitely not Hall of Fame. They're like, um, and all in favor for Mr. Zito, and then all you see is Barry in the back go, I. <laughs> all right so let's move on from baseball here and let's start something new that should take up uh should take up the course of a couple episodes here uh just because of like here you go we got 14 minutes of recording time left so we are starting something called the quarterback carousel click 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 click, click. i'm gonna try and find a uh like a cool little Quarter, like click, a like click, a click, click, click. I don't know like a revolver sound or something in there like a wheel spinning. <laughs> I'll try and like, find like I'll like try and find get, sound like a, get like a game show like theme like. Da, yeah, da, I was about da, to da, say da. I love how he said uh, <laughs> he said carousel and then he mentioned everything as in like roulette and yeah. a revolver and roulette. The quarterback <laughs> roulette. <laughs> you, feeling, you feeling bold? Spin the chamber. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you you might put in Watson, you might get out Jameis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. See, I feel like that's that's what they should do. All the NFL teams should just nobody has anybody, and then they draw a name out of the hat. Let's All right, that's your man. quarterback. Patriots get Mitch Trubisky. No, no. and Belichick retires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so Adam Schefter from ESPN released a list of quarterbacks who uh, whose futures are in doubt, and I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the list runs a whole lot deeper than we really know. Uh, so quarterbacks that have question marks in their future, either where they're at or uh, they're they're going to be free agents this year, one of the two. So we'll start with the number one topic because if we don't hit on this one today we will probably miss our opportunity because as me and Marcus know, uh, actually he'll probably get traded tonight more than likely. And we'll have to completely scrap this episode. But um, as me and Marcus have found out, like usually we talk about a topic and then uh, we're like, what's going to happen. And then we put out our episode and something happens that day. And it's, it's like, Oh, okay. So we were both wrong. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the topic that's been flying around. We've already mentioned it on the show once before. But that was a different uh, different conversation. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, and he's not making it a secret. And now Houston, uh, Houston's GM hire and more than likely their head coach hire will end up sending Deshaun Watson out the door. So the question is, where is Deshaun Watson playing in week one? And I will start with spin the chamber to Marcus. Uh, at this point, it looks like it's going to be the Dolphins. But since we kind of already had that feeling for it, I mean, it's pretty. It's it's either going to be it, there's been two two teams that's been named. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. But I'm assuming there's probably going to be a third team mentioned. Um. So besides those two, I might say. It's going to be a team that's going to be able to have a winning culture, a good opportunity for him. I mean, I'll spin the chamber roulette. The Los Angeles Rams. Ooh. So you're kind of spoiling a much uh, like it'll probably be on a different episode. So you, you think golf's out of L.A.? I mean, 
I think that they just hate the fact of the contracts they gave a few years ago. They're just they're just getting them out of there. Brandon Cooks is gone. Ty Gurley is gone. You know. No, yeah, fair. I mean, when how long will Cooper Cup have? We'll see. Um, Nick Deshaun Watson, where's he playing week one? I went maybe a little far out there, so I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Oh, so, I actually like that. I actually yeah, really. I think like him that. with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I I don't even. They might even take over football. I don't know. Um, I mean, it wasn't. They weren't even that far out of a out of a Super Bowl ring. I mean, I mean, what a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, so, they were they were in the Super really? Bowl last year. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, in my opinion, in my opinion, it, it. I mean, you know how like the Cowboys were. They had like their practice squad for O line. The 49ers had that for their whole team this year. Yeah. So I think with yeah. a healthy roster, the 49ers were probably right in the mix again this year. Get Nick Bosa back, put get that defense healthy. I mean Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They traded DeForest Buckner. That wasn't good. But everything but their else, offensive line is disgusting, dude. <laughs> yeah, really so good. good. Yeah. So I mean, I, I in that I guess you would have to trade over Jimmy G, which I do know that the new Houston GM was in New England with Jimmy. Hmm. So they do yeah. have a connection there, and uh, obviously they really don't care what Deshaun Watson has to say. So maybe they want somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo who'll just come in, shut his mouth, and do his thing. And gets paid a lot of money for it. He gets paid a lot of money for it. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's but a good take. I, I think that would be sick. I didn't even think about the New England connection there for Garoppolo to go down there. So – that's a that's a good one for him to end up in San Francisco. I'm obviously gonna take the easy road here. And I, I'm I'm actually I've actually got this feeling of it's I'm actually a little pissed off because I bought a two attack of Iloa jersey. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I usually don't invest in rookies. Um but I really think he's gonna be a Miami Dolphin week one if he goes anywhere. Um it could not, now obviously this could all be for no reason. Uh but all of these could, all of these scenarios that we're gonna lay out could be for no reason. And he could end up being a Houston Texan in week one. But signs are pointing to him not being a Houston Texan. And I really think the Dolphins, as far as trade capital and salary cap, have the best uh, possible scenario for him to end up there. Uh, he'll be going to a, a defense that was already playoff caliber. Well, he'll be going to a team with a defense that was already playoff caliber. Um, obviously, they'll still have the uh, the cap room to get him a couple offensive weapons this offseason couple good running backs down there with uh Salvan Ahmad and Miles Gaskin that I think that he could make into good good you know playmakers and of course the draft capital to draft like guys like Najee Harris or Travis Etienne later on um I I don't hate it I mean I hate to see him give up the number three overall pick but I think that Deshaun Watson will be a Dolphin that's why you should hope it's why y'all should they should have kept Bill O'Brien because all y'all had to give up was a fourth rounder yeah who <laughs> We could have got him for free, damn it. We wouldn't even have to give him to a like nah nah nah, we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's go to uh let's go to we've already talked about my team, so let's talk about uh Marcus's team here for a second and let's talk about Dakota Brain Prescott, Mr. Dak Prescott, who signed interesting enough, and I'm gonna go first on this today. Uh Dak Prescott signed a huge deal with Anheuser Busch today. Um while the Dallas Cowboys have a huge deal with cores. So diff- kind of weird, kind of interesting little scenario brewing out there. Now, um, 
to me, Dak Prescott, he's he's gonna be in Dallas. <laughs> I hey, it's drama. It's drama, right? I mean, why no, would you I, I, in no, Bush? You're gonna be no, in Bud Light commercials. No, we were lines all over my field. We were we were sitting here looking at you because you said oh, there's a whole lot brewing down there. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ah, See now it's not as funny. The fact that you didn't uh, didn't realize that means that you're not. Oh come on, Kyle! You're oh, I'm, sure, man. I'm sure our audio listeners loved the hand signs that you guys were throwing. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, who's worse? No, but uh, I think he'll he'll end up a Dallas Cowboy in Week One. Uh, yeah, I, no, I agreed. No brainer, but. Yeah. Uh, week one of 2022 may be a different story. I, I think he's going to go back to Dallas on a franchise tag um, once again. And we'll we'll see what happens after another full year. But I, I don't – I just don't see – I don't see Jerry bending and giving him $45 million, And I don't see Dak signing for less than 42 and a half, 43. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, I think Dallas. Go ahead, Marcus. I, it's going to be really interesting to see what the NFL releases for the salary cap next year. Uh, if it if it drops like many are projecting, um, he I have a good feeling like you said he's going to play on the franchise tag. Uh, if it stays on course like it's like it was before COVID, if it stays on course and the NFL magically doesn't drop the salary, then I think he'll sign an extension. I think he'll get a five year deal or four year deal. That's what he wants a four year. So, Nick, um, I agree. I think the Cowboys as well. Uh, and to tell you the truth, the Cowboys, no, no matter what, every single year they're never bad enough to get one of the top tier quarterbacks coming out of college. So, right. really, I mean, and are they? Some of their players are like that great offensive line that's been deteriorating every single year. Like they're getting closer on their contracts, and so they're going to start losing guys, and they're going to have to start paying people, even though they already have paid a few of them, uh, wide receivers, running backs, stuff like that. Uh, that defense is going to end up falling apart, even though it was abysmal. But it was already apart. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's the thing that makes me question. Like the only reason that I throw a question mark on if he will be in Dallas in Week One is this the twenty two percent thing. Like that's twenty two percent of their salary cap right now. So I mean, we'll like Marcus said, we'll see what the NFL puts out for next year's salary cap. But I mean. That's that's big, dude, when you're putting that much into one player and then it ends up being like 45, 50% on just him, Cooper, and Zeke. And it's um that that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but where else is he gonna go to get that? I mean, honestly, the Cowboys are able to do it and he's able to be so successful based solely on the fact that he does have a run game. He had a great offensive line and some really good weapons on the outside. I mean, just to name a couple teams that have Big time salary cap next year. The New England Patriots have a lot of salary cap going in. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, all teams, both teams with new head coaches that have a lot of salary cap going in. So, I mean, See, but with the Patriots, who does he throw to? No, exactly. I mean, he. <laughs> I mean, he has to think of that as well. I mean, yeah, honestly, no, he he, he does, to. he does, and he's got that kind of leg up because if he does get the walk, he he does get to choose where he goes, and that'll be yeah. good for him. All right, so let's do another one here. I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna go out of order and go pick a random one down here. Um, we did a whole episode on this guy before the preseason, uh, before he signed anywhere and everything. Cam Newton. Here we are, full 180 Ooh. circle. Played a full season in New England. 
got pulled five times, got benched five times this year. So will Cam Newton play in 2021 and where? And I'll throw you under the bus first, Nick. <laughs> you saw my face. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I did. No, uh, we'll have a little bit more prep time before the next episode. <laughs> um, I think he's going to be a backup somewhere. Right. Yeah. If I had to choose somewhere, I, I would say maybe the Broncos, somewhere in that area. He's got some really good. They got some really good uh, running backs, great wide receivers, young. I mean, he could go over there and show out a little bit, and he wouldn't have to do everything. Put everything on his back. I mean, somewhere like that. I, I, just, I think he's going to be so. He's going to go somewhere that they have. They're going to go and get another quarterback. Right. young guy and he's gonna start if he gets hurt or maybe he starts at the very beginning and does kind of the Fitzpatrick to a thing where Fitzpatrick starts for the first few games and then they slide somebody else in there as soon as they go three and four I mean I, th I think it's going to be something like that I don't really have like a great explanation as to why the Broncos but I think it's going to be somewhere like that so uh, I'll go ahead and go next if you don't mind Marcus we got two minutes left here but uh, the only reason I'm going next is because I already had Denver written down, ironically enough. Um, same reason. I think it's a good scenario for him, actually. Uh, he can go there. Uh, Drew Locke is the guy right now. But Drew Locke does have a tendency to get hurt, and he might be a question mark um, on if he can keep his job going in the next year. Be a good backup job for Cam Newton. Um, and, you know, other stuff's legal there <laughs> in Denver, <laughs> in Colorado. But, um you know, got some good weapons there. Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, got a good young receiving core. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, I mean, I think it's a good fit for him. And Marcus, we'll go to you, and then we'll close this thing out. So, I think he retires. Ooh, so he's not playing at all. I think he's done. He looked terrible. He looked like a Cam Newton that he doesn't even look like Cam. He looked awful. He and he never had the moment where he did. He, you know, we had big things for him, you know, when we first saw that he was signed right there and we're like, oh, New England's got a good, you know, a decent quarterback. Like he's got a chance to prove himself, but he threw what, three passing touchdowns all year? Yeah. It was, I mean, that offense was rated the worst offense in the NFL. They had the least amount of passing yards, least amount of pa passing touchdowns, top five in turnovers. I think he's done. I, I do. I think he's done. It's sad to say that, but I think, I don't think he plays. If he does, it's going to be somewhere they're going to cut him. But I think he's I think he's done. Yeah, after he hurt his shoulder, I mean, his he doesn't even throw well. I mean, even watching him, it's, it's just hard to watch. Yeah. I think Absolutely. he's done. Did he have hard. more rushing touchdowns than he did passing last year? Yes. Yeah, he had like okay. six rushing touchdowns. Hard to believe this guy was just the MVP four or five years ago. All right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. Um Sunday, special episode. Uh, Marcus and Nick will be by themselves in the first half, and then I will be here with Dan Gonzalez in the second half from the Shut Up and Listen podcast to break down the uh, the WWE Royal Rumble. So be looking for that. And uh, everybody else, we'll see you next week for more of the same great stuff.